Hello and welcome to episode three of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music Group podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Adam. And I'm Paula. And we're a songwriting and composing team signed to Wise, otherwise known as the Daydream Club. Yeah, I'm hoping now by, you know, we're three episodes in. You've got the gist. You should probably get the gist. But we basically asked loads of the Wise Music teams around the world to pick their ultimate favourite tracks from the catalogue. And we've kind of used that as a jumping off point. Their, Their Wise Choice became our... Uh, domain to dig into yeah exactly that um, and we've we always end up going off on a tangent and find finding lots of cool cool little bits in there so um it's, it's a fun episode though this this one um it's kind of one that i'm really personally loving uh because okay. we're, we're featuring on the zombies yeah um so yeah they're like i'm quite a big fan well it's it, at the time <laughs> of recording this as well it is ridiculously hot where we are um <laughs> So it, the zombies feels right for that. It's quite a summery. Yeah, it's got it a is. summer tone to it, hasn't it? It's, it's something we'd stick on on like a, a car journey or something like that. It'd be yeah, very very cool. Like I don't know, you feel cool driving to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. So we've got. I mean, because they're such like a historic brand, there's there's almost so much information to cover in there. It's been quite difficult to nail down, but hopefully we've covered some of the key points and, and stuff. So they were formed in 1961 and they, they went through a load of different names to begin with. So they, I think they tried the Mustangs, the, Mustangs yeah. the, the Sundowners and, and eventually settled on the Zombies, which I think I think was a good suits. call. It suits because that's how we know them. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Like when a name just becomes the sound, the thing. I mean, if you think about things too much, like Radiohead, Coldplay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes no sense, but when but it just it's with the sound music, the it is, yeah. yeah. The sound is the, the band name. Yeah, so good good choice there. <laughs> uh, it was set up originally by keyboardist vocalist Rod Argent, lead guitarist Paul Atkinson and drummer Hugh Grundy, who were all students at the time, I think. And then later they brought in bassist Paul Arnold, who brought in vocalist Colin Blundstone. Um, and then... Um, it was that little setup for a while. Then Chris White later replaced Paul Arland, uh, Arnold, Arnold, sorry, on yeah. bass because Paul was doing his A levels for exams. Poor Paul, isn't that crazy? Yeah, oh, so man. young, so young to set up such like a huge band, really. So have been part of it, to... yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow, mad. Good for Chris White though to have got in there. Yeah, <laughs> um, and initially, I wonder if he wasn't bothering with A levels and stuff, just just getting moving on. Or maybe he was just slightly older. Don't know actually. I've not looked into that. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't cover that bit. Um, I'd, be, but, I'd be interested to know. That. But I thought it was interesting that they were a rhythm and blues band to start with. Um, yeah, they're mostly covers, I think, with yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then they moved into writing their own songs, which is to all of our benefit. Thank yeah. goodness. Um, and so one of their early tracks. I mean, it's crazy this is one of the early tracks, but on their debut album, Begin Here, released in 1965, they released the track, She's Not There. I mean, what? On your debut? <laughs> and you're young enough to be doing A-levels. What are you, what are you playing at? That's amazing. Putting us all to shame. Oh, um, this is one of my all-time favourite tracks, though. And I think this is this was the wise choice selection, wasn't it? Yeah, this was one that kind of, one of, that, that and Time of the Season were yeah. kind of jumping off points. Um but yeah, so a lot of the research I found for this, we, I wanted to make sure we got like direct from the horse's mouth, um, like we interviews like to have a little and look, comments yeah, from the actual band sure members. That we're getting saying the right stuff and not just like yeah. Well, and then it's cool to see their to see their take on things, and we're just passing on their their words a bit. Exactly. Um, 
So Rod Argent said that when writing She's Not There, they kind of thought they were just being the Beatles. <laughs> but when you listen, when you listen back to it, it's like, it sounds nothing like them. I think there's probably a hint in there, but yeah, it's, if you think that they were trying to be the Beatles, then they probably didn't succeed with that song. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. In the best possible way. Yeah, because I mean, you often think as a jumping off point, I want to make something that sounds a bit like that and that or, you know. I think it's also influenced things. though by like the instrumentation and the era. So what's available in terms of production, what's available in terms of like yeah. the common instruments that you could get your hands on and play as a teenager sort of. Well, and luckily as well, if, so if that, maybe that's your starting off point, but then as soon as you put your first chord down or play a certain instrument or a sound. And put your voice then to it, you which is always unique. Then you respond personally, yeah. I'll, I'll respond to that then. And then immediately mm. my jumping off point has gone out of the window. I'm like, Ooh, what's this? <laughs> okay. So, it's, you know, sometimes the jumping off point is irrelevant, but it gets you started. Yeah, exactly. It gets you off that blank page. Um, yeah. And uh, Beatles are always, yeah, a great yeah, place definitely. to jump off from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't you start there? Should we play the track? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, let's do it. Okay. So this is it. Uh, She's Not There by The Zombies. Well, no one told me about her The way she lied Well, no one told me about Yes, yes. I love that track. Oh, She's so not there. there. 
that's so good there. You <laughs> threw me, I sort of ended up joining in. Yeah, I sounded a bit like a Dalek actually. Exterminate. She's not there. I don't know why I said like that. Anyway. Anyway, that's a great track. I love that's that track. That's great. Um, I, I read that, <laughs> that that solo as well was improvised. That, so that whole take was just a, a one-off take. Oh, so I think it's quite cool. It cooler. Yeah. It does make it better. Actually, on the subject of techie bits, um, I also read that Rod thought that he was just doing a simple A minor seven to D chord sequence. Mm. Uh, sequence, is that funny? Um, but then in a conversation with Pat Matheny, the, jazz the legendary yeah. jazz guitarist awesome. later on, he told him that he, he really loved all the mode stuff he was doing on that track. And and I think Rob Rod hadn't realised that he was really doing mode stuff. Like maybe he just cool. hadn't thought about it. He was just playing. He was just playing, using yeah. his ears and and going with it. But he, I think he he said he was well into like Miles Davis and all the modes Ooh, that so they were doing anyway. Like so could have been subliminal. Yeah, sub, sub, subliminal. subliminal. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he says, and he, he he just felt like he was playing very naturally. But after having that conversation with Pat Metheny, he looked back and he's like, oh yeah, actually, I was I was playing in like a Dorian scale. Mm, so well. it's interesting, isn't it? I think that's a really good way to write if you don't get too bogged down in the what chords you're playing and you're just actually playing and using your ears and yeah yeah definitely i think way. if you feel, feel it's good to the know <laughs> the technical stuff but if you for, rely on that solely you can end up just emulating a format yeah so i think someone once told me that you need to learn the rules before you break the ah, rules. That old chestnut. That's a good one, though. It is it's... a great one. Great one to like, go by all the time when writing, I think. And, you know, know what you've got to do, but then forget about it and just use your ears. They're, yeah, they're the best tool available to you, really. So that's pretty cool. So as part of this podcast, we also like to look for, like, interesting covers or samples or versions that have been done of the tracks by the artists we're chatting about. And uh, we came across this really good version uh, by Santana. It's like a Cuban-infused cover, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's got really nice um, electric guitar sound that we've picked out for the little sample we're going to play in a minute uh, in the kind of Cuban classic-style breaks. And then it's just left to the guitar. And I don't, I don't know what it is about the sound, but I just really love it. It sound, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I really like that. It's quite raw sounding, a little bit wild. Yeah. But not almost not electric guitar as well. I don't know. We'll just let you hear it. Um, so this is Santana's version of She's Not There. See so what I mean good. about that guitar? I don't know what it is. Some sort of slapback delay or something. And then just... that like psychedelic organ, like, oh, yeah. just, just, I'd not heard that. I'd not heard that version. It I had works, no idea it? that Santana had done a cover of that, but Seven, that's really 70s cool. 70s rock mixed with Cuban. I mean, I suppose that is Santana's groove. It's left but... me wanting to hear more of that, actually. That's like, that was... I would have liked a longer teaser. Yeah, that. well, that's that good then. I'll just give you just a little taster of it. Um, yeah. And it's Left out there. Left me wanting more. Yep. Uh, yeah. So on that same album was a cover of Summertime, which was the first thing like the zombies ever recorded, oh, uh, which is kind of cool. interesting, isn't it? Um, 
And it, so because of that, they did a bit of a nod to their beginnings uh, in the lyrics to Time of the Season, which was on the, the following album. Um, so in Summertime, the lyrics are, your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking. Oh, and what's in, your name? In Time of the who's Season, they did, what's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? So it's just like a little I nod never to, knew that. this is where we begun. And we love this track. Is this another bit of your like internet sleuthing you found out? Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've gone deep with my internet sleuthing. I've found all kinds of fun little facts. I love little, little nuggets like that. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was quite cool. Um, so that's off the album Odyssey and Oracle, which was their second album, released in 1968, mm-hmm. uh, written by Rod Argent. Um, when they recorded it, here's another fun little fact for you, which Fair I enough. found. Um, <laughs> Colin Blundstone Knowledge said me. <laughs> he didn't like the song. Time of the season? He didn't like time of the season. What? Colin? I uh, know, that's crazy, isn't it? So Why? the story goes, oh. it was the last song written for Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah. It was finished on the morning before they recorded it in the afternoon at Abbey Road. So was he tired or something? And so because of that, Colin says he, he didn't really know the vocal melody. And it, Oh, that can be stressful. It in can, fact, obviously actually, Rod knew what he wanted. Yeah, I feel that. When you don't feel confident with the melody, it can sort of make you be like, I don't like the song. Yeah, well, it, it caused quite an argument between oh, no. the two of them, <laughs> oh, doing lots of takes and Colin doing it again. And Rod being like, no, do it again, do it like this. Uh, trying to get a good take. And yeah. then I think Colin even was like, why don't you come in and do it? And Rob was like, no, don't be daft. You know, you're you're the singer. You've got the voice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and they, they thought it was kind of funny that, you know, it's the perfect setting, quotation marks, um, for it's the time of the season for loving. Oh my gosh. And there's like <laughs> and heated they're, arguments they're going on in the background. This, this loving, this song all about love in like a real horrible argument environment i love that though because actually that's i can relate to that there's been tracks that we've written like and totally. just been having like massive arguments and that you'd listen to the track and you'd never you'd never know so it's kind of nice as an insider i think always for the writers and the band members to yeah. be i don't to like know to, the little stories behind i don't it. like to call it an argument it's never an argument it's always just passion a passionate debate both fighting to get your point your opinion across the, your vision across yeah, exactly. and that's good because then when you meet in the middle that's when you you get the magic best happens off. time um, of the season happens yeah exactly wow um and he did oh, get the take so cool. i mean he's got a gorgeous voice floats over the top um and what also is interesting about that album odyssey and oracle it was the first time they'd had the freedom to produce it themselves and explore all the ideas they wanted to explore i think you can hear that I think it's amazing they were given that freedom on their second album. That's yeah. amazing. I wonder why. And what a good choice as well, because, I mean, they clearly had vision. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder what it would have been like if it had been... They'd had the restrictions uh, you know, put in overrun place. Overrun by, yeah, mm. by other decision makers. Mm. Oh, really cool. Not worth thinking about. I know. Just enjoy uh, what's uh, it. But the so product. The, this is where they really got their production chops as well and, nice. and started to build soundscapes and worlds and i mean once you do get to the grips with production it does become it's another instrument i know we've found that we always say this yeah it it opens like oh wow well i can do anything right Mm. okay i can twist sounds i can contort things i can do anything Mm. um it does however mean that (laughs) it takes like 12 musicians to do odyssey and oracle (laughs) live i think i read probably really yeah oh there you go that's official that's that's from the source they said it takes 12 musicians so yeah because you get carried away just adding this little sound here and this little instrument here and yeah yeah. when it comes to live (laughs) you have to do that oh that's brilliant anyway so i think this this track in particular time of the season really shows that 
experimentation of production like that that groove alone is such a sound it's arguably one of the best known ones really is it yeah i think that is up there that and this will be our year probably and it's probably also why we're always like thinking of uh summer as maybe well, yeah definitely. it has got that, got that summer yeah. energy hasn't it but yeah that that initial groove with the the claps and the, the, the percussive and the... sounds and yeah it all just locks in it's but brilliant. it's not an obvious like it's... if you just sat down to play the drums you maybe wouldn't think to do that but it's almost like all the parts and, and all the, come together in the their little, own little vocal, way. the playfulness of the vo- like the you know your vocal effects that you're doing as well it's just brilliant yeah that's enough said about it let's we'll let you hear it now shall we yeah. <laughs> so here it is time of the season it's the time of the season when love runs high in this time give it to me easy let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the sun To promised lands To show you everyone It's the time of the season for loving What's your name? Your daddy, who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Has he taken any time to show you what you need to live? Tell it to me slowly, tell you why. I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love.
Oh, I just love it. Man, I just love it. There is so many great elements to that. It's hard Isn't to it? pick them out, but like Colin's silky, silky velvet. I mean, obviously, it's super silky, and it's we both said that. Just got such a perfect tone in yeah. like delivery. It's a voice that you'd be really happy falling out of your mouth, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh. That and then when all the vocals come in as well and the, and chord, the, the choice of chords as well. Yeah, could go on and on, but yeah, oh. what a, that is why it's magic. a classic. It's magic. Mm. It's like a little moment of magic. And again, going back to what we were just saying, of you think then how it was captured, how he got that silky laid back recording of his voice. When you don't... When they've just been arguing and not really knowing them. I mean... Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's really interesting. And I love that though, because that's the kind of thing, it's hell in the moment when you're recording it and stress, but you can look back and really laugh at like the product that's come from like that. Sometimes kind of I think I think you kind of feel like, oh, I'm, we're creating some sort of magic here. Mm. I think you can sometimes feel it. And sometimes you're in it, you're you just no digging idea. in, you're just yeah. <laughs> making a trench and you're getting the job done. You're committed and you need it done by the end of the day. You have no clue that it's going to be something amazing. Then you step back and you're like, Oh, oh <laughs> worth it. That then it can good. be worth it. Yeah. 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 Worth getting dirt under my nails. <laughs> that was. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. So we, we had a hunt around again, as we do for any interesting samples or covers and I found a couple of really good ones. I think and talking of vocal melodies, actually, this next sample that you're going to well, vocal melodies, vocal performances, this next sample that you're going to play is, is really cool. It's really solely. Yeah. So there's a track called Give It To Me Right by Melanie Fiona released in 2009 and she sampled, you know, that classic riff, the drums and all the percussion and stuff. And I mean, if you're building a song on that, yes. you're already onto a bit of a, a winner. winner. But yeah. personally, if I had that as my starting point, I'd have found it really hard not to have just heard, you know, the time of the season, Co- yeah. Colin's melody or, you know, any of the other parts. Mm. But she did. She, she turned it into something else. And I don't know, since finding it with doing this podcast, it's a proper earworm. Yeah, it <laughs> it's really, really been good. going around in my head. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's I do really love like the vocals on this. Yeah. It's so this is um, Give It To Me Right by Melanie Fiona sampling time of the season. Gotta be of that mm. when that when actually when the groove like cuts out and it just goes to like the vocal bit that's so effective when it comes back in as yeah, well exactly then, yeah. it is really catchy it's really got in my brain that one that's it's your little earworm yeah <laughs> i love that bit the bit you just pointed out that's what sticks with me yeah um yeah nice very very cool so the other one we found is a completely reimagined cover version and i am by actually, kurt elling i'm really loving this as well it is like, so different quite unexpected i think you don't really know where it's gonna go they've changed it's changed all the harmony the, the melody in some places but you can still tell it's time of the season yeah but with enough elements with of, such you know, a unique like take on it and i think it's always a credit to the song when you can do that when you can reimagine it so so much and it's like 
just sounds brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, think, if you've got good foundations, yeah. then you can build anything on top, can't you? But this, the, like, this, yeah, this version yeah, nice. is just so lovely. The harmonies, the, yeah, everything is just... It's yes. just. It is just. It's just. And then so here I'm is. gesturing with my hands. There's no <laughs> word for it. I'm just. I'm just saying it's just and gesturing. Yes. Yeah. But we, that's what it is. We get you. <laughs> I'm doing my little air grabs and can't think of the word. But yeah, that's what it is. Nice. You'll know in a second. We'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Kurt Elling's version of Time of the Season. Nice. Now you, you're getting me, aren't you? Now you've just heard that. You get my. I get your just, just air, air pulls. Oh, just pure vibes. And for me, it's playfulness. When those two the, vocals oh. come in, when it splits, mm. uh, that, ooh, it's, goosebumps bit. It's, it is tasty. It's really <laughs> yeah. tasty. And the, the chords are really nicely chosen because. Oh. As really? if you can keep that same sort of melody, but you're changing all the harmony underneath. I like that. I like I things that happen. L- adore it. I adore it. That is just, just nice. so nice. <laughs> so we're back to the zombies, still on Odyssey and Oracle. And the, the other big track on there was This Will Be Our Year, um, written by Chris White, the bassist. Um, personally, I think the, the strength of that song for me is in the tagline. Mm. It's all about that. So this will be our year. Took a long time to come. Yeah, I like that line. It's that little extra bit. It could have stopped at just lyric. this will be our year. And that's quite a nice sentiment, you know, and it works. But that extra line, so simple, but it says so much. Like yeah. it, it hints that it's, it's been a journey to get here. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, really tasty. Like just such a succinct couple of lines there. But The power of words. Yeah, just yeah, that extra bit took a long time to come. Very nice. Yeah, makes it for me. Yeah. Um, so from that album, this is interesting actually. When I did the research, they it, it, they had a couple of singles, early singles in England, and they didn't do well. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How how did people not have the vision to hear it? It, it must have been that the it was timing. Maybe what else? It, it was, was a coming bit out at the more same of a different as... sound. Yeah, to what was there around at the so time? Like maybe they're up against more established acts at the time or something. It's but maybe. yeah. That can make have such an impact, can't it, on on a band's future? Yeah, well, I think it did. So, you know, I mean, you slave away, putting your heart into something. Creating especially something you think's really unique and that exactly. people are going to... And it's their first outing as being yeah. produced as well. So even more, like, mm. you know, in, in charge of it and care about it even more. And attached to it. And yeah. And so I think from that response, they started to bow to the idea that they thought that it was inevitable that there wasn't a place for them. Wow. Um, and so then the band folded, the band folded before Odyssey and Oracle was even released. Oh, wow. Isn't that's, that crazy? That's mad. That's madness. madness. I know, <laughs> madness. Um, yeah, so they all, they all the felt impact. at the time that's that it was impact, kind of winding though, down. That social proof and stuff can have, have like, do you know I what know. I mean? I mean, it makes you wonder what they might have carried on You'd to do. You think it's not sustainable if you're not getting that any sort of 
reaction that you think it's you know worthy of or well i think i mean you obviously have a passion so you want to create because you love to create but at the end of the day you also want people to hear it and to love it Mm. and you can be as strong as you like if you you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall then yeah Yeah. why why keep banging your head um so mm -hmm. that was um odyssey and oracle rounded off their two album three-year career as the zombies isn't that crazy that in that short space of time they did all of that that's amazing i know three years to become legends wow (laughs) well when you say it like that as well but that's true isn't it yeah two albums bish bosh there you go wow we're yes. awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's like brilliant, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Oh, wow. Um, Respect. I know. Mad. <laughs> so we've got a little snippet of, um, of This Will Be Our Year. The warmth of your love's like the warmth from the sun And this will be our year to a long time to come Don't let go of my hand now the darkness has gone This will be our year yeah this will be our year and as with all great songs there's loads of really there's a lot of really covers, covers. For there's that. a lot i think there's there? more covers of that than there is of time of the season yeah i, I, don't, I didn't expect that actually. well actually when you, i mean time of the season again it like we said earlier it's very much about that riff yeah but if you use that riff it it just sounds like that riff it does you know yeah. and, and you can't get away from it eminem did a sample with it as well and it it sounds like the zombies yeah. when it comes on you don't realize it's eminem um so and like i said maybe it's i think maybe it's hard, hard song to, then yeah, hard to, to get away from it just sounding... it, it sounds like the zombies once you put that riff in and you're trying to add your own melody on it i think it's a difficult one to tackle whereas this will be our year you could is, do a it's a great it, song yeah. like it's it's got beautiful lyrics and a nice sentiment and you there's know, a few different ways you could go with it isn't there really yeah um yeah and and when we looked into it there are a lot of covers there is so beautiful south did one with a, like a nice string arrangement on it there's okay go but we've uh, picked out a little snippet from um a foo fighters cover um purely because we we read his book Dave when it was Rose released. Yeah. Last year. We read it, didn't we? Um, and it, it just, uh, a little side fact yeah. from the book that I learned that he learned to play drums on pillows. Um, so he like absolutely smacked the pillows and and that's why he's got such like a heavy way of playing. Yeah. So when he moved from the pillows, he went to the drums and he was still trying to smack them to get a sound out of the pillow. Um, <laughs> Obviously nothing to do with this will be I, but that no, was just no, a fun little the, fact. The little side facts bit are always that you liked fun. from the book. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It was, it was interesting to hear about his early years. I like that the yeah, most. From the I book. always like that sort of thing. Um, um, but yeah. their cover version is cool as well. It's, they, it's we, what we did find with a lot of the covers that we came across is that they all stuck quite close to the original, yeah. same sort of feel, structure, Pace harmony. Type thing. Yeah, it was all all very similar. So this is this is one that's quite similar, I think. Slightly different arrangement, but mm, yeah. Um, so this is the Foo Fighters version. The warmth of your love, like the warmth of the sun. This will be our year. Took a long time. I won't. 
So where we can, we like to try and find the most different or altered version of a, of a track when we're doing these. And it just turns out that in this instance, <laughs> as we've looked through all the other versions, I think the one we did as the Daydream Club is is probably the most different. It and is. we did set it's out unique. to achieve that, to be honest. Yeah, I think we didn't want to stay too close, too true to the original track. Um, as much as we like it, I think we really wanted to emphasize some of the some more of the heart in the lyrics and things didn't we so we kind of really slowed the pace down and we gave a little bit more breath and space to just um having the melody on show as well yeah we'll just stripped it right back to your voice yeah it couldn't emphasize the lyrics and melody more to be honest <laughs> um yeah and and then just gradually built it up with a little nod to kind of the nostalgia of that era but while trying to bring it into the modern as well um so yeah, yeah I, I'm really proud of this. I I'm actually, really proud I of it. I really love it. Um, I honestly adore the original. So yeah, I had to sort of go on a bit of a hiatus and not listen to it because I didn't want to end up it just too copying. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to try and make it your own, haven't it? Because the original already exists and that's yeah. already great. So you've either got to add to it or don't don't bother. Yeah, kind of. Um, and actually, we did get the ultimate compliment from Chris White, who wrote the original who said he really loves our version. Yeah! yeah. High, five. High fives. That's really cool. That's success to me. We've made it. Yeah. We've done it. I can, I can feel happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it would really suck if we didn't like it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so we'll let you hear it. Hopefully you like our version. Um, so this is the Daydream Club. With This will be our year. The warmth of your love Like the warmth of the sun this will be our year, took a long time to come Don't let go of my hand now, darkness is gone This will be our year, it took a long time to come
long time to come. That was all right, wasn't it? They're pretty good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, who are they? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why, but I've got that feeling of, you know, when you, you sit your parents down or oh, your mates down so and then you awkward. play on your new track yeah, and you sit there and wait for a response. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Feels a bit like that right now, but we're clearly going to get no response. Yeah. So it's just silent worse. treatment. It's worse. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, yeah, so moving on anyway. Um, when the zombies <laughs> split up, uh, Colin started his own project and Rod set up Argent. So they both kind of went into their own like solo project angles. Mm. Um, so Colin released an album in 1971 with the track Carolyn Goodbye, which is what we're going to play in a moment. I really love this track. It's interesting because he, he said in an interview that because Odyssey and Oracle was so different sound and he, he wonders what might uh, they might have created if they'd carried on. Mm. And I think... What, what he's created stuff. here yeah. could have been a bit of a, a continuation of the zombies. Like It's got a little bit more of acoustic edge, but the, it was written by him. It's produced by Robert, Rod Argent and Chris White, um, with Rod performing on it as well with keys and stuff. So it's still very collaborative, so it, even it's like still in, in the there. aftermath still, of the zombies. Yeah, it's still the zombies in the mix. Yeah. Um, so I can hear it. It's in there. It is in there. It's different to the zombies, but it could have been maybe a continuation or something. Yeah, it's so there's a your gorgeous answer then. Track. There's your answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> it was actually, uh, there's is a little uh, factoid for you on oh, a side on, yeah. note. So because of the tour, there was a tour for Colin that it was doing, or this solo tour mm. for the album uh, One Year, which this track was off in 1999. And uh, Rod stepped in to play keys for six shows and they loved it so much playing together again that it was then that they relaunched the zombies. Wow. So when so that was after That was nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. And the last album was in six what was that? When was that? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Well I now did, I was, I we've just been down. talking about it. Uh, Odyssey and Oracle. Sixty eight. So uh, six, no, no. from 68 it is oh yeah nineteen sixty eight was in nineteen sixty eight and then it wasn't until nineteen ninety nine that they sort of Came back to, yeah, so they had a big hiatus wow, doing yeah. their own projects and stuff. I think Colin's project led on fairly soon after the 1971. Yeah. Gives him time to have written the album and then put it out. Yeah. And had he'd obviously been touring well. a lot. And I think a, a keyboard player wasn't available for a certain show. So Rod stepped in just to help out. And they loved working together again. And that was it. Boom. The Zombies are relaunched, 1999. In that amount of time, you'd have grown up as well a lot, done your own solo stuff and like had that space to actually realise what magic you had. Maybe. Like, but it's not like they ever really left each other's lives either. They and were, I like that. That's yeah, cool, really isn't like it? That. They're still working together the whole time. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, maybe it was just, yeah, playing together. Right and place, then right time, right moment. They, they've got great songs they can play live. Yeah. I think they've been touring since then as the zombies as well. Love that. Yeah, very cool. But um, this track, so Caroline Goodbye, we'll play it now and... Yeah, you'll if if you don't know it, then you'll it love it. It is beautiful. It yeah. is, isn't it? Gorgeous. Again, his his silky smooth Colin's voice. Voice just does something for me. <laughs> it is just so so special. Um, but yeah, here it is. Carolyn, goodbye. So your picture in the paper. My, you're looking pretty good. Looks like you're gonna make it. In a big way Well, I always knew you would 
That is Sunday morning vibes yes. at its best. Yes, exactly that. Yeah, oh it just my takes me there. It's good. I oh, think I love it. if you stick a slightly different voice and a slightly edgier drum kit sound, maybe you're kind of bordering on soul territory there. You are actually. I could hear that with a really solely voice. That would be a, another beautiful That's track a good to version. cover. Not a version yeah. we could do, I don't think. No. <laughs> I don't feel like I'd have the voice to do that justice. I can hear hear the voice in my head, um, but it's not me. Yeah. Um, and actually, I don't think I'd want to. I really like that version. And I like the tenderness to it and the acoustic element. I know. This is this comes back to the thing of what we said earlier, that if you don't feel you can add. Yeah. Um, well, I could hear I could hear a different way to make someone that. Someone like, really lean yeah, into the soul. Do a different version of that. Because it's got a bit of a Motown beat as well with that kind of the you know, snare drum on the four and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but, but for, for me, I'm just going to enjoy that. it's good as it that. is. Yeah, yeah just, just enjoy that. Ooh, um, yeah. So at the same time, as we said earlier, Rod Argent set up Argent. And um, in 1973, they released the track, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. And I didn't, mean, what didn't, an epic track. And didn't Rod meet, I mean, did he meet Russ when they were working on Collins or did they already know each other? Well, so let me let me fill you in there. So that okay. was written by Russ Ballard, who is the lead singer and guitarist for Argent. Um, he also wrote "Since You've Been Gone," mm, uh, you know, classic. Obviously, a, a big writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he epic so tracks, aren't they? The connection those. you were getting at there was that Russ also featured on Colin Blunstone's album with Carolyn Goodbye. He was on that album, so mm. I presume maybe that's where. The he, collaboration he maybe began was, for yeah. Argent. Yeah. yeah, there's just all this cool interconnecting creativity and just projects popping up. Um, yeah, what an epic song. What a few epic songs there. It just, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. So let's just, let's just hear a bit of that right now. This Wait, is uh, God, God Gave Rock yeah. and Roll to You by Argent. <laughs> Such a brilliant song, isn't it? Huge, it's so good. What a, what a track! Yeah, it's <laughs> massive. That is, you made that for a stadium. It is. It is. It is exactly that a stadium track, isn't it? Just yeah. like a huge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to our last track, and it, it, it's. I saved this for the end. Um, to play in full because this this one just gets me going. So it's God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, which is the version by Kiss, released in 1991 for the film Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> oh, um, I would have been seven. So yeah, I was going to say, if you're a kid of the 90s, then yeah, this, yeah. that uh, will have been one of them films I mean, um, like it is for us. I'd never heard anything like it 
it sounded like alien music wow, to me. Wow, stallion! <laughs> 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 yeah, good times. Um, oh. Yeah, and yeah, the, you can't be a bit of uh, electric guitar harmonizing with each other as well, like a two-part yeah. electric guitar. I love that. Um, and uh, it just just takes me back. This does. Uh, it makes, I remember getting goosebumps and running around the living room, air guitaring and fist pumping when this was on. And the power of film and music as well. Just like so. Yeah, it runs deep, doesn't it? Does it does run deep yeah. and stays with you for life, even yeah. when you're old. <laughs> so, good. so we're going to leave you with that. We are Adam and Paula from the Daydream Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning, tuning in. in. Yeah. Oh, I stole it. Catch, Catch you next time. time. Oh, that was cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
everyone. God gave rock and roll to you. Keep rock and roll to you. Save rock and roll for everyone. Save rock and roll. If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.